Hello, everybody. Hello, saints, sinners, everyone. Hello, I missed you guys. So, I've been gone for a couple of few days, but, oh, guys, it's been busy. It's been very busy. It's my daughter's birthday and uh, Mother's Day on the same day, so it was just a very busy time for me, but I'm back now, and, uh, yeah, so, guys, I wanted to come back and touch bases with you guys, I'm gonna label this one 911, because, to me, that's what it is, it's 911, I want you all to know that the prophecy is being fulfilled, um, I think and I believe, and many others believe with me, that at any time now, the Antichrist will rise. And the world is getting prepared for the new world order now. In saying all of that, I want you guys to bear with me. Because I know it's very easy for a lot of people to say, oh, ha, ha, ha. Ha ha ha, that's a conspiracy theorist. But what I want you guys to do is start realizing that it's very real. Okay? It's very real. I want you guys to start realizing that. So, I've taken the time out to do some study and to do some research um, and to share with you guys. Because I want you to understand Everything is not a conspiracy theory. Actually, I think that that term was made to detour people away from facts and truth and to keep deceiving you and keeping you in the blind. I want you guys to know something. The enemy has a one agenda, and that is to take you all to hell with him. To take everybody to hell with them that, that can go. To destroy you. Okay? Um, all this trickery and deceit and all of it, that's what it's for. So, I really want people to open their mind, open their hearts, open their eyes. And most of all, most of all, open your Bible. It's all there. Open your Bible. Study. Pray. Fast. God will lead you. He will give you the right answers. He will lead you to the right answers. Okay? Don't believe everything you you get off the TV screen. Listen. Prophecy is being fulfilled. So many things in the Bible has already came to pass and is still coming to pass. So those of you that that um, say, hey, that Bible isn't real, that's, that's not God's word, they changed, it is God's word, it's prophecy, and it's prophecy being fulfilled right before your eyes. It's being fulfilled, and if, if many people read it, they would know, they would know. They would know. So let's pray, guys. I want to do some praying. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that all my listeners today listen with an open heart and open mind 
Lord, and I just pray that you give me the right message to give to people. I pray that you lead me to the right scriptures, to to the right research, to to the right everything that I need to deliver the right message to people. Okay, and Father, I pray that you'll be merciful unto us. Father, I pray that you forgive us for our sins. I pray that you please forgive us for all of our sins. Those sins that are known, unknown, and those sins of our heart. Heavenly Father, we repent. We give them to you. Please forgive us for them. Father, lead us and lead our children in the right path, in the right way. The narrow road is the road to take, yet many choose to take the wide. And Father, I pray, I pray that your messengers across the world can deliver the right messages to your people, that we may lead them to the narrow road. The narrow road is the right road. And some find it hard, Father. And I ask, Father, that you just guide us. Shine your light on it. Shine truth. Lead us to truth. Let us give the truth and the messages. The true doctrine of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for everything we have. We thank you for it. For the food we eat, the cars we drive, the the homes we live in, the jobs we have. Father, we thank you for everything. We thank you for everything from little to big. We thank you. We love you. And Father, guide us and lead us and protect us. Protect our children, our friends, and our enemies. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, guys. Wow. So, guys, I, I want to talk about, you know, um, what's happening in the world around us. There's a lot of chaos. You know, it started, it didn't start with the virus, but, of course, you know, chaos has been going on in the world for quite some time, whether people want to want to realize it or not. I mean, we've, we've already been through how many... Uh, World wars already. We've already been through civil wars. We've already been through protests. We've already been through so much. So there's already been chaos. But to this extent, it's a bit different for us. This virus, first and foremost, it took everybody for a look. I mean, you know, it took it. It, it caught us all off guard. Is the right words I'm looking for? It caught everyone off guard. Nobody was ready for a virus to this magnitude. Okay? Um, But God's people knew where to run, and that was straight to Him. And for those of you who didn't know, you know next time. Because there will be another calamity. There probably will be another, a more deadlier virus. I believe in my heart, and, and along with many other uh, people of God, prophets and apostles, that that virus was just a teaser. It was, it was just something to prepare you for what's to come. Because chaos is coming. Yeah, it, the, the, remember, in order for the Antichrist to rise, the world has to be in chaos. People are going to be looking for peace. 
And that is when he'll rise and, and offer the new world order and deceive many to take the mark of the beast. So I want you people to, to see the signs because the signs are written in the word. You know, um, I'm going to really start to, to read out of Revelation with you all because we're in Revelation. Oh, yeah, we are. So, I, I want you guys to take notice to what's happening around you. I want you to prepare. You guys, you're going to need to learn to garden. Garden, get a safe haven. If, if you live somewhere rural or in the country or in the mountains or however, you know, protect your property and your loved ones and your friends and neighbors around you. Because everybody's going to need one another and each other. Yeah, it's going to get bad. It's already there. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Land is getting attacked. If you guys knew that. But the Holy, the Holy Land is getting attacked. Jerusalem is getting attacked. There's been attacks over in Israel. I'm going to play some news clips for that for you guys. Okay, this is biblical. This is biblical, my people. This is the prophecy being fulfilled. Okay? And if we go into another World War Three, another World War, which will be World War Three, what do you think? How do you think they're going to attack us now? Times have changed so much. So uh, one of the first things they're going to want to attack is our infrastructure. Right? Our infrastructure our bridges, our everything that we need to to communicate, commute, communicate, to travel. They're gonna attack our infrastructure. Yes, and, and a lot of our in infrastructure is old, uh, and so I mean, it, it may be an easy attack on some of that infrastructure, you know. Because they've been just putting, you know, um, temporary fixes on the, a lot of our infrastructure. So, yeah, and then, you know, technology runs everything. Okay, the Colonial Pipeline has been hacked. And they're just finding out it's by some Russian hackers called the Dark Side. Well, everyone knows that it, it's uh, ransomware is what they call it, so... They've attacked Colonial Pipelines, which supplies over 45% of our gas to America's East Coast. That's a hard hit. They're holding it ransom, saying, hey, then you need to pay us this to get it back. Well, these people are, are, are is a Russian hacking group. And usually Russian hackers work with Russian governments. Though Russian government is claiming they have no parts in it. Okay, but <laughs> we know they do. They they control everything over there. It's, it's, it's far not like here, you know, but they control everything over there. We know who a lot of our enemies are, and Russia is just one of them. China is another one of them. So... Keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on the Lord no matter what, my people. He's the only one who can see us through. 
He's the only one who can see us through. Keep your eyes open. The economy. There's going to be a shortage on gas. And this doesn't mean, hey, get out here and go hoard gas. That's going to make our situation worse. The gas prices are going to go sky high. Okay, in California, the water was affected. Therefore, the crops are being affected for the farmers there because they can't use that water for the crops. So what is that doing? Do you see a food shortage? You guys need to, to look at this. Look at this. We see a gas shortage coming. We see a, a food shortage coming. They're urging President Biden to get involved in the Israeli attacks. Mm-hmm. Everything's going crazy out there. But the prophecy's being fulfilled. What do we do as God's people? Keep our eyes on the Lord. Keep your head in the scripture. Read and pray. Keep your eyes on the Lord no matter what's going on around us. Christian people, followers of Jesus Christ, we, my brothers and sisters of Christ, we're going to have to come together. Oh, yeah, we are. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to come together. United we stand in Christ. United we stand in Jesus Christ, Yahshua Hamashiach. Yes. Yahuwah. Oh, Lord, thank you. That's the Holy Spirit coming over me. My people, my people, my people. Keep your eyes open. Do not be deceived by the world. You know, listen... During the election, because I don't vote, yes, I said that, I don't vote. I believe and I trust in Jesus Christ for everything. I know my God, I know my Lord, I know my Savior is at work. Whoever is in that White House is because he allowed them to be, and there was a reason for them to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen that election divide many people. I've seen people running, wanting civil war. Wanting war over an election. I've seen people on TV saying, I never thought I'd live in a, a country that was under dictatorship, but if I wanted somebody to dictate it, it would be Donald Trump. Well, by God, who would want to be dictated? Say it off Hitler. It was giving me Adolf Hitler vibes. So let me tell you that God loves everyone. Remember, Jesus said from nation to nation, God loves everyone. He doesn't care about your color. He doesn't care about your color. 
He doesn't care about your nationality. He doesn't care about any of that. Remember, he made us all. He didn't make one greater than the other. But if that was going to be anyone, if, if, if it was going to be anyone, wouldn't it be the Israelites? Hmm? Remember, he, he, he had a, a covenant with Abraham. Yeah. But from nation to nation, Jews and Gentiles, God loves us all. He does. He loves us all. So, I want everyone to... Um, take a minute and just focus okay I want you to close your eyes right now close your eyes and I want you to think think about the world all around you being in chaos people running everywhere there's a virus out there. There's zombies running around. Yeah, I hope your eyes are closed because I, I want you to imagine it with me. There's planes dropping bombs. The Christians, the followers of Christ, we, they've went underground. Many people who moved out rurally are living out amongst themselves. with big tall fences up to barricade those out that shouldn't be in. People are running and screaming. The bridges and overpasses are backed up from people trying to run somewhere safe, anywhere. And then this, this, this entity rises and comes off as a man. A man who is going to come and save everything and put everything in order. But you must do this and you must do that. You must take this mark. You must take this in order to, to enjoy peace. Just to have some peace again. Just to not have to starve and be hungry and thirsty. And run and fight zombies and, and, and dodge rockets and bullets and everything else. Just chaos everywhere. And here comes this man with peace. But you got to take this mark for it. Yeah. Take the mark and live in peace again. How many of you will do it? What will you do? Will you take that mark? So you can eat? So you can drink? So you can have peace again? Even though it's all deceit. It's all a deceitful lie. Peace will not reign. 
only for a short time, long enough to deceive many of you. Because shortly after that, man comes and looks like he's your savior. And he's going to bring peace back to you if you take this mark. It's only for a short period that he'll be here. Mm -hmm. Because soon after that, Christ comes. <laughs> oh yeah, Christ comes. Yes. And those of you who have taken that mark, well, you won't go where Christ is. And you all know that. If you know nothing about the Bible, you know if you take the mark of the beast, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. So my people, plan and prepare. God always gives a warning. Learn to garden. Start stacking up water, even when people are, are not even thinking about it. Get in a safe place. If you can move in a rural area or in the mountains, do it. It'll be safer than the city. Plan and prepare. You know, like the ten virgins? The virgins went and bought oil because they prepared to run out of oil in their lamps. And those virgins that didn't, they tried to borrow some and they couldn't. And the came to get them. They got left because they didn't have oil in their lamps. Listen, be prepared. Be prepared like God sent message for Noah's Ark. Nobody would listen to Noah. Be prepared, people. Preparation. God sends you warnings to prepare you so that you may prepare. Okay, so guys, um, I want to play this clip. I want to play this clip for you guys. And, um... I actually want to play a few. Um, first, the first one is... Hmm. The first one I want to play for you guys is the one in Jerusalem. Okay? Um, the worst violence in years in Jerusalem, the Holy Land. This is what's happening right now. They're getting bombed. Okay? So, they're fighting over there. So, you guys listen. Yes. Outside the Al-Aqsa Mosque or Temple. In Jerusalem's unhappy heart, an area holy to Jews and Muslims alike, some of the worst violence in years. Outside the Al-Aqsa Mosque, or Temple Mount to the Jews, Palestinians threw rocks at Israeli police, who fired tear gas, stun grenades, and rubber bullets. This the anniversary of Israel's capture of East Jerusalem 54 years ago. More than 300 Palestinians were injured, along with 21 Israeli police. The latest flashpoint in one of the world's most intractable disputes. Videos posted on social media showed chaos inside the mosque early this morning, where many Palestinians had stayed all night. 
go through stones or fireworks at Israeli police who fired stun grenades from outside. This, the Islamic world's third most holy site, near the end of the holy month of Ramadan. There are many, dozens of injured, dozens of uh, people who were injured from the bomb here and the bullets. It's, it's amazing. Uh, this is a praying place, not for uh, fight. Just outside the old city, a dispute with an Israeli driver ended with him knocking a man down with his car after apparently losing control. He was set upon by Palestinians until an Israeli policeman intervened by firing into the air. Israeli police were also filmed repeatedly kicking a Palestinian they had captured as he lay on the ground. This explosion of anger is not just about the anniversary of occupation. Elections to a Palestinian parliament were last held 15 years ago, while Israel's Supreme Court is about to rule on the eviction of six Palestinian families from Jerusalem's Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood. Israel has occupied East Jerusalem since the 1967 Arab-Israeli war. The main flashpoints right now are the Al-Aqsa Mosque near the Dome of the Rock inside the old city, and the Damascus Gate in the old city walls, where Israeli security barriers prevented Palestinians from gathering during Ramadan. And there's the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood, which has a mixed and contested Jewish and Arab history. Despite the violence, Jews continued praying along the so-called Wailing Wall after Israeli police banned those planning to enter the Al-Aqsa compound beyond. And this moment is bittersweet on the one hand, we celebrate Jerusalem Day. On the other hand, we realize that Jerusalem is not fully reunited and we are denied rights. This afternoon, police rerouted thousands of far-right Israelis from marching through the old city's Muslim quarter. It was a bid to avoid the trouble escalating in territory claimed by two peoples as the site of their capital. But that wasn't enough for Hamas in the Gaza Strip, from where militants fired at least seven rockets towards Jerusalem. There were no casualties, though nine Palestinians were then reported killed by Israeli airstrikes in response. The Israelis say their military action could last several days, and both sides are bracing for more violence. Okay, yeah, you hear that? It's, it's, it's um, escalating. It's getting worse. Um, I see now where uh, Congress has... Uh, the Democrats in Congress is pushing for Biden to get involved, President Biden to get involved. Um, but, you know, guys, again, I'm going to say it again. This is biblical. This is biblical, um, you know. So it, it, the prophecy is being fulfilled. I'm going to start um, reading within Revelation with you guys. Um, and I, I have so much that I want to share with you guys um, because I, I do research. And there is a couple of channels that I watch on YouTube that um, the guys are amazing. One of them is Truth United. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Truth Unedited. And the guy that runs that channel, his name is Ron, and he really goes into depth um, about the Bible and, and the scriptures and how to break it down and read it. And um, 
He's just really amazing in that, and I believe God has led me to him. He's helped me understand a lot, and, you know, um, I'm sure he'll help others. So. And the other one is Ambassadors of Christ. Um, they are very good, too. So, um, you know, you guys might want to check them out sometime, but I will um, feature some of their um audio on my podcast here so you guys can know um what i mean you know and then if you like it you can go and and you can watch it but yeah so it's going down in the holy land jerusalem israel it's going down over there they're bombing it's just you know america's calling for peace on both sides but they're going at it over there, and it's only escalating. So, meanwhile, here in America, this is what's happening. Hold on. That it has never before taken the entire pipeline down. Thus far, Colonial has told us that it has not suffered damage and can be brought back online relatively quickly, but that safety is a priority given that it has never before taken the entire pipeline down. No exact timeline just yet, but Colonial Pipeline saying in an update Monday, it's hoping to get back up and running by the end of the week. On Friday, a major cyber attack led to the shutdown of the company's critical fuel network that provides nearly half of all fuel for the U.S. East Coast, including gasoline, jet fuel, and heating oil. The FBI confirms that the dark side ransomware is responsible for the compromise. The FBI identified the ransomware as the dark side variant, which they've been investigating since October of last year. It's a ransomware as a service variant where criminal affiliates conduct attacks and then share the proceeds with the ransomware developers. In a message shared by Reuters, DarkSide posting on its website, our goal is to make money and not creating problems for society. The statement did not say how much money the hackers are asking for. Would the administration offer any advice on whether or not to pay a ransom? So typically that is a private sector decision, and the administration has not offered further advice at this time. Given the rise in ransomware, that is one area we're definitely looking at now to say what should be the government's approach to ransomware actors and to ransoms overall. The attack is one of the most disruptive digital ransom operations known publicly. U.S. President Joe Biden says government officials are working with Colonial to restore service while also looking to the greater global threat from cyber attacks. So far, there is no evidence based on from our intelligence people that Russia is involved, although there is evidence that the actors ransomware is in Russia. They have some responsibility to deal with this. Amid concerns the attack could affect supply and prices at the pumps, the U.S. government issued emergency legislation on Sunday, easing rules surrounding the transport of fuel on the road. How could the disruption affect prices here in Canada? If this goes on to Wednesday or Thursday, then I would expect a, you know, a, a price increase in the order of 3 to $0.04 cents a litre alone. While Canada doesn't import fuel from the affected pipeline... No, we don't get a drop from it. The president of Canadians for Affordable Energy pointing to a combination of reduced supply south of our border and an increase in demand in the U.S. as COVID restrictions ease 
both as market factors that could result in a price hike here at home. Melissa Duggan, City News. Okay. So that's what I was talking about earlier, guys, the pipeline. That, that's that's a hard hit, guys, and you might look at some gas increases or, you know, um, where you are. So that doesn't mean go hoard it. That's going to make the situation worse. I mean, I would say fill your tank and, uh, you know, don't, you know, I know people have to commute to work and so on and so forth, but, you know, you guys just try to do prepare as best as you can like me I, today i'm gonna go fill my tank and i'm just not driving anywhere unless i absolutely have to you know i'm just gonna try to preserve what i have and i'm just gonna have to go in deeper in prayer and communion remember guys go get you some manna bread or some crackers, some Welch's sparkling grape juice in the bottle that looks like a champagne bottle, and do your communion. Do your communion with the Lord. Communion helps. It protects us. It it it, it guides us. It leads us. It all that. So, do your communion, my friends. Do it. Do it. It's very important that you do. Okay, this podcast today is a little bit longer because I called it 911 for a reason. So you guys know that what's happening around you, you need to prepare. Go get your, your garden seeds, you know. Um, practice, you know, vegetarian for a while. See how it works for you because we may eat nothing but... The fish we may be able to get out of lakes if, if the lakes are not contaminated and and the the vegetables that we grow. But we just have to be prepared. We have to be. We have to be prepared. We have to get prepared um, for things. So, um, so I told you guys about Ron's channel, The Truth Unedited. He has... Um, He has a video on here called Understanding End Times Bible Prophecy. I want you guys to listen to it. Please, it's important that you listen to it. I'm listening with you. Let's listen. This is important. Okay? Just a moment. Time of the month, it's Eagle Bag Plus. So excited to see what's inside of here. So, first up, we... As I look back into the early days when I woke up out of my slumber, I remember making the connection that confirmed the truth of the Bible to me. I was just being made aware on how evil the world really was and is. I was seeing that there really were people in high places that were controlling the agendas of this world. But when I found out that they believed in and worshipped Satan, dots really started connecting for me. When I realized that their whole goal of bringing the world under a world government, at that time, clarity started forming for me. Because I realized that this just wasn't about them gaining more power. They already had massive power. This was actually about them working on the other side of Bible prophecy. If you understand Bible prophecy, you know there are prophetic events that will happen before Yeshua comes and establishes his kingdom on earth. I've always known bits and pieces of these prophecies, 
but did not take them as real until I realized that other people were actually working to fulfill these prophecies. But they were not on my side, but on the devil's side. And so I realized there was a lot more about the world that I needed to understand about the other side that the pastors and churches were so quiet about. And that was a huge part of the beginning of my testimony. So with that understanding, there was a lot of growth that happened. But I would not have been successful in this without knowing a little bit about Bible prophecy. There is a difference that you have when you understand this topic. There is a confidence that you can hold on to, knowing that the way that you are viewing events in this world are not just some unfounded conspiracy theory, but an agenda of those who walk in darkness serving Satan that will fulfill Bible prophecy, whether they want to recognize it or not. So as we go through these times, I would like to teach on some Bible prophecy so that those waking up have a good foundation of where we are going and why. I want to show you where you can find these things in the Bible. Let's begin. The main conflict. Okay, so let's go over the number one part of Bible prophecy, which is the conflict. The answer to this answers, why is this all happening in the world? Why is there so much evil? What is the end game to all this? The answer to this goes back to understanding our enemy. In order to fight a good fight, you must first know your enemy and what he wants. The enemy of our Elohim, Yahuwah, the Most High, is Lucifer. That's the enemy. He is the main part of his Bible prophecy, so we must start here in order to understand all else. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 12, it tells us, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of his Messiah have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our Elohim day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. So, the devil started a rebellion in heaven, and war broke out, and the devil was cast out of heaven, and with a third of the angels, according to verse 4 of the same chapter. And he came down to deceive the whole world, like verse 9 tells us. If we go back to Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, it gives us more info on the problem. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of Elohim. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. You see, this is all about pride. Lucifer was an angel that basically started to feel himself. He decided his goal would be that he would ascend into heaven and exalt himself above the Most High. 
that he would ascend to his heights, that he would be like the Most High. And that is his goal. He wants to place himself in priority over our Father in Heaven. He wants to be who we refer to as the Most High. And though he knows he will not win, he is working in men through deception to achieve this goal. This is the main point of this conflict. The world is basically a playground for Satan to move the hearts of men away from the Most High and prove that the world likes his way more. And there is a complete agenda that Satan is walking us through in order to achieve this goal. He doesn't have the same power that Yahuwah, our Creator, has. He's not omniscient, which is having complete or unlimited knowledge, awareness, or understanding, perceiving all things. He's not omnipotent, which is having unlimited power, being able to do anything. And he's not omnipresent, being present in all places at all times. Those are all qualities of our Father in Heaven, Yahuwah. So what Satan is doing is he is creating a world that he can imitate those qualities in his own false way. And understanding that will allow you to understand much of the structures you see being built in the world. Why they are trying to track and monitor us all. To know what we are even thinking. And to be able to see everything happening everywhere. Holding all of the power to how the world works. It's very deep. But the main conflict is that Lucifer wants to be like the Most High. And we are in the middle of this conflict. Our Father has not forced us to comply to Him. And has given us the power of choice. So... In the end, we must choose whose side we are on. Let's continue. One World Government Now, I did a complete video on this topic. So to understand this subject in depth, you should watch that video. But in understanding Bible prophecy, this is definitely a topic you need to gain some understanding in. So let's discuss it. Because many people probably have heard of this and think it's a conspiracy theory in the New World Order. And let's be clear, it is. When I understood this, this is what brought me so much clarity in understanding the Bible. Because there are people who are actually working to fulfill this Bible prophecy, but they are on the other side of it. They confirm the validity of the word, even though they have been working so hard to discredit it. That's why they have infiltrated so much of our society, so that we are not able to connect the dots as well as see what it is they are trying to do. But okay, maybe you have heard others speak on this conspiracy theory from a secular view. But where in the Bible do we see this? The world government is spoken about in Revelation chapter 13, but mainly it is given in the book of Daniel chapter 7. In Daniel chapter 7, Daniel's dream was interpreted, and in verses 23 and 24 of the chapter, it explains the fourth beast. It says, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms. And shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. And this is the major Bible prophecy that explains of the coming world government. It is the fourth beast that is different from all other kingdoms before it. It will devour the whole earth. That seems pretty self-explanatory to me. This kingdom that is different than all other kingdoms before it will devour the whole earth. Hence, we see a world kingdom. But we don't talk that way today, which is why we say world government. But it will be a kingdom of the entire world. 
This prophecy also aligns with the imagery in Revelation chapter 13. Let's go over verses 1 through 9. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Elohim, the blasphemous name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. This fourth beast of Daniel and the beast that came out of the sea in Revelation chapter 13 are the same. And like we saw in Revelation chapter 12, it says the dragon is Satan, and it is he who gave the beast its authority. So we know that this prophecy is about a kingdom that will devour the whole earth and will be like nothing we have ever seen before, and its power will be given by Satan. This is the Bible prophecy on the world government. Let's continue. One World Religion If you have been following this channel for a while, you may have seen me explain these subjects in depth. But as the times get closer to this all being fulfilled, I wanted to make sure that there were one specific video that brings clarity to all these subjects altogether. In reference to the One World Religion, I again have made a specific video on this. Please make sure you watch this to gain more understanding. This topic is also found in the book of Revelation chapter 13. I just read some of the verses. Let's highlight the ones that show us this. When it says, all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who was like the beast? Who was able to make war with him? Revelation chapter 13 verses 3 and 4. Also, all who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. And here are some of the verses I did not read in chapter 13. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and spoke like a dragon, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, 
rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 12 and 14 through 17. In these scriptures, we see the beast and the dragon worshipped by all who dwell on the earth. What do we do in religion? We worship. Revelation chapter 13 tells us the whole world will worship the beast who is given authority from Satan, the dragon. The one world religion is where the whole world worships Satan. Verse 8 says all who dwell on the earth will worship him. The only ones who will not are those whose names have been written in the book of life. This is the one world religion and the Bible tells us specifically of it. I made multiple videos displaying this agenda being carried out right now. This is the one world religion and this is a major part of Bible prophecy. And as the other videos I made prove, there are major influences on the other side promoting this belief that we are all worshiping the same God. We are all walking right into Bible prophecy and the masses can't see it. But you must. Let's continue. The Mark of the Beast I think this is one of the most well-known prophecies to explain. There are a lot of people that don't know much about the Bible, but they still know about the Mark of the Beast. This is a debated topic as to what it will be. I have again made a video about this topic that may provide more clarity. But this prophecy is found again in Revelation chapter 13. This chapter is obviously an important one. Verses 15 through 18 of the chapter says, he was granted power to give birth to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. There's so much evidence today that shows that we are being conditioned to accept this mark of the beast. Anytime you see the whole world accepting an agenda, you can be sure it has to do with these biblical prophecies. Regardless of exactly what it is when we see this prophecy fulfilled, we know that it is one thing specifically. It is a mark that says that you have chosen to be under the beast rule and you bear his number as a sign of whose authority you are under. It shows a pledge of allegiance to Satan's new world order. And I also believe it will contribute to providing the information to allow Satan to feel more omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Let's talk about another prophecy that is actually inside of this prophecy. One world currency. How many times have you heard of this one world currency agenda? It used to be something that people immediately waved off as dumb conspiracy. But now that we have cryptocurrencies, people are starting to at least pay more attention to this. But this one world currency is also in the Bible, just not with this clear label. If you go back to the Mark of the Beast in verse 16 where it says, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name? You have to understand that the whole world will be under one system to control this. If the world
world all had a different form of payment in different countries, there would be no way to enforce this. So in order for the world to only be able to buy or sell as long as they have the mark, there has to be a currency or form of payment that the whole world is under, that they're using. Because any other way provides a way for this prophecy not to be fulfilled. This is why we have the prophecy of the one world currency. The Antichrist. Again, this is another prophecy that people know is coming, but don't know where to find it exactly in the Bible. So many people speak on different applications of this prophecy. That the Antichrist is not a man, but a system. That the Antichrist is not a man, but probably artificial intelligence. Many different theories. But the thing is that many don't realize that the other side has their own agendas as well. And they themselves are looking for a Messiah. Those that occupy Israel today are not looking for artificial intelligence as their Messiah. The world is looking for a hero, a savior, a Jesus type figure. He will be worshipped. But this is also Bible prophecy. That's why he's called the Antichrist. He is the anti-Messiah. The opposite of our true Messiah. Satan loves to invert and pervert the ways of our father. But what exactly does the Bible say about this Antichrist? Because when we see the word Antichrist used in scripture, it's not actually talking about this false Messiah, but against anyone who rejects Yeshua. So we need to see exactly where this comes from. We find this prophecy spoken about in the same place we've seen the prophecy of the world government. We go back to Daniel chapter 7 when he talks about the little horn. Verses 24 and 25, it says, The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time, and times and half a time. This little horn goes right along with the beast in Revelation chapter 13. Verse 7 and 8 says, Authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life. These verses clearly explain a man of sin that is given authority by Satan for a period of time. If you go back to Revelation chapter 11, verse 7, this verse explains that the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against the two witnesses and kill them. This is the same beast. To understand this more, I do break this down in more depth in my Revelation series part 5 video. The point that I am making is that there is a prophecy of a blasphemous figure against the Most High that will persecute the saints and change the times and law. This is confirmed in scripture and we see the world is preparing for him to come onto the scene. If you've ever watched the DC Comics Superman movies, they really allude to this agenda very much. Let's continue. Judgment Day. Now, there are a few other prophecies that are before this event, but this video is dealing with the major events, and it's not debatable that Judgment Day is a day that is prophesied that has much speculation around it. When understanding it, though, there really shouldn't be because the Bible really makes this clear. We find this spoken about towards the end of the book of Revelation. It's in chapter 20. It says, The devil who deceived them 
was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before Elohim, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. As Revelation chapter 20, verses 10 through 15. This is Judgment Day, and this is not upon us right now, but we cannot escape it. We all will be judged if we are not found in the book of life. Yahuwah, who is our judge, is seated on his throne of judgment, and all of the accused stand before him. The verdicts handed down from this throne will be equitable, righteous, and just. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath, and revelation of the righteous judgment of Elohim, who will render to each one according to his deeds, eternal life to those who by patient continuance and doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. Romans chapter 2 Verses 5 through 9. Elohim will give to each person according to what he has done. To me, it is truly a fearful thing to imagine standing before our Creator and having nothing but our own wicked works to show for our time on earth that He has given us. That's why our grace received through belief in Yeshua is so great and wonderful. Because if I was to stand before Elohim without Yeshua, I would be ashamed. All the unbelieving dead of all time stand before Elohim, both small and great. It don't matter if they were a celebrity, rich, important, king, queen, it doesn't matter. All unbelievers will stand before our Father. They are judged from two sets of books. The books contain the record of every unsaved person's life. Each unsaved person is judged in accordance with his works. These people are not found in the book of life. The book of life contains the name of every person who has received eternal life through faith alone. The books that the unsaved are judged. Okay, everybody. I hope you got a lot out of that. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and end this podcast. I'm going to come back, join you guys again. I'm going to time my videos a little better. So... I just want to say God bless you. I love you all, saints and sinners. I love everybody here. And please listen to this thoroughly. Get your Bibles out. Keep your eyes open and be getting ready to get prepared. Get ready for preparation. My God's people, get ready for preparation. God bless you. Have a blessed day, guys. Bye.
Hello, hello, saints and sinners. I love you all, guys. Yes, I'm up early this morning. It is 4.20 a.m. where I am, and I have felt led to share some scripture and some testimonies with you all. So get ready, guys. You know, I always bring it. So bow your heads and let's say our prayer so we can get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for this day, Heavenly Father, and we pray for good health and strength, for guidance, for strength, for a prosperous day, Heavenly Father, and we pray that we are protected today, and I pray for everyone who's listening, Heavenly Father, that you forgive us all for our sins, and you watch over and bless and protect our family. We Thank you for all that you do for us because you do so much for us and we thank you. We're grateful to you, Heavenly Father, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. So, okay, um, I wanted to share some scripture with you guys today. I was reading my Bible and I said, oh, wow, I got to share this with my listeners So, um, I want you guys to get your Bibles out, (laughs) and I'm going to play the Jeopardy music. Okay. Dun, 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 Okay, guys, I hope you got your Bibles. When you get it, I want you guys to go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. I want to share it with you guys. It's a powerful testimony in here from Jesus Christ. So I want you guys to hear it. Of course, this is what we do on Followers of Christ. We want to spread the gospel. Yes, spread the gospel. So, okay, I, I guess you guys have your Bibles, or I hope you do. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start reading. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of the stranger." Okay, you hear that, guys? So he's saying if you come, if um, if you come in the door some other way to the sheepfold, then you're a thief or a robber. But he that answers by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. You hear that? Okay, this is a parable. That's a parable. I, I want to know: Can you guys figure out what Jesus is saying there? He's talking to the Pharisees. So basically what he's saying um, is that, you know, if anyone who comes in some other way is a thief or a robber, but 
the the shepherd is going to come through the front door and he's going to call the sheep by name and they're going to know his voice. Who is the shepherd and who is the sheep? Uh Uh-huh. Hey, you guys. Who is the shepherd and who is the sheep? Not that I'm waiting for an answer, but I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the answer and then you you can test yourself and see did you get it right. Jesus Christ is the shepherd and we're the sheep. You hear that? Okay, so, okay, I'm going to keep reading. I'm on 10.6 now. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they they were which he spake unto them. So this was a parable Jesus was speaking to them, and they didn't understand it. They didn't understand what he, what he was saying. So then Jesus unto them, then Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Wow, wow, oh wow, that's powerful. Wow, Jesus Christ, I love you, Lord, I love you. That is powerful. Okay, I don't know if you guys understood that, but uh, we're going we're gonna to break it down, okay? Because right there... Right there is what I always tell people. Jesus chose to lay down his life for us. We were the sheep, okay? And he's the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. And he said here, No man, okay, therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. The com- this commandment have I received of my Father. 
He's letting you know. He has power to lay it down and he has power to take it. He could have got up at any time and said, I don't want to die for these people. I don't want to. But he loved us. You see, he, he compared himself as the good shepherd to the hireling. The hireling left. And he left the sheep. He fleed when he seen the wolf coming. Okay? But the good shepherd was going to lay down his life for the sheep. See, the hireling fleed because he didn't care. But the good shepherd cared. And, and when you go back to uh, John 10, 17 and 18, that's him saying, that, you know, God told him, look, you can get up and you don't have to give your life. You don't, you don't have to be the sacrifice. You don't want to be. He chose, Jesus Christ chose to lie down his life for us, his sheep. He chose to. He chose it because he loves us and he cares about us. Oh, this is so powerful and amazing. Wow, this is so powerful and amazing. I had to share share with you guys, okay? Um, wow. And he says, as the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. We're the sheep and he's the good shepherd. You know, and who who's the thief and the robber who comes to seek, kill, and destroy? Well, we know who that is, right? That's the enemy. Yeah, that's the enemy. So, okay, we're going to go to verse 19 now. There was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these things. And many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? They're they're saying that Jesus has a devil and he is and he's mad, meaning he's crazy. Why are we listening to him? Why you hear him? Why hear ye him? You hear this, right? So others said, These are not the words of him that hath the devil. <laughs> Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them and said, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. He's saying, I told you, and you chose not to believe me, even though the works that I do... The miracles that he performed in his father's name. And people bear witness of him. But ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you. That's powerful. That's powerful my people. That is power. That is powerful. I'm going to go back. Because I want you guys to. Come on now. Come along with me, okay? We're going back to John 10, 25. No, 24. Let's go back. We're going to go back. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? 
if thou be the Christ, just tell us plainly. If thou be the Christ, just tell us plainly. Jesus answered them and said, I told you, and you believe me not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. Ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, he told them, My sheep hear my voice. Oh, God, y'all, the Holy Spirit is just coming over me. The Holy Spirit is coming over me. I hope it's coming over y'all too. Come on now. Come on. You got to hear the voice of Jesus talking to you because I do. I hear it. I hear it plain and clear. It is so amazing to me, guys. It is so amazing to me how I can open this word and I can feel the Holy Spirit the way that I do. Hey, guys, come on. We're not done. We're not done. Uh-uh. He said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Why do you think I came with the followers of Jesus Christ? Because we are his sheep. I'm sorry, guys. I get so emotional sometimes when I talk about Jesus. Oh, my God. I love him so much. He is my everything. He is my everything. I love him so much. You guys. He said his sheep will know. Because they will hear his voice and they will follow him. Oh, my God. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. This is John 10, 28. I want you guys to listen closely, okay? And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Hey! Hey! He said, that shall never perish, and I shall any man pluck them out of my hand. His sheep, his followers, we going to know his voice. We know his voice just like I know his voice. Do you know his voice? For all of you out there, do you know his voice? Do you know it? And he said in John 10, 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. You hear that? My Father, which gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. And my father is greater than all. That's John chapter 10, 29. We're going to John chapter 10, 30. It's powerful. 
It's powerful. Are y'all ready for it? John chapter 1030. You got your Bibles at you looking? Come on. Let's read together. I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. You hear that? You hear that? You understand that? I and my Father are one. Go to verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shewed you from my Father. For which of those works do ye stone me? Jesus is saying, Many good works that I've showed you from my Father. For which one of those good deeds? For which one of those works are you stoning me for? Hey! Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oof. The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not. But for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. You hear this? Makest thyself. So he just made himself God. He's the son of God. God sent him. His father, he's telling them. He's telling them. But they don't want to hear. They, don't, they only want to hear what they want to hear. I don't know if it was jealousy, envy, or, or what it was, but they did not want to hear or accept what he was saying. Yeah, they said, no, we're not stoning you for your good works. You hear that? We're stoning you for blasphemy because that thou being a man makest thyself God. And Jesus answered them and said, It is not written in your law, I said, ye are gods. If he called them gods into whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world. Thou blasphemest because I said I am the Son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. You hear this? Because I said I'm the Son of God, he said. You are mad? That's blasphemy to you? <laughs> That's blasphemy to you? And I do works through the Father? If I do not the works of my Father, but do you believe me not? But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works that you ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized. And there he abode, and many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true, and many believed on him there. Guys, you know, we're gonna I think I'm gonna have this Bible readings, you know, as much as I as much as possible with you guys. It's just so powerful to me. Uh 
That is powerful. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can get in the word, and, and I, when I see these types of things, this, this type of power, and Jesus was constantly having to defend himself and explain himself. And they were just looking for anything, anything to discredit him uh, from who he said he was, and he's the son of God. You know, and that's just that. No matter who doesn't like it, who doesn't accept it, it doesn't change the fact that he's the son of God and they are as one. It does not change the fact. So, it's beautiful, guys. Beautiful. I'm so sorry, guys, if I'm yawning. I had to just share that word with you. Even though I'm a bit tired, but, you know, I'm never, you know, I don't want to say I'm too tired for the Lord. I had to get on here and share it with you because as I was reading, I felt the power coming from it. I said, oh, I got to share this with my listeners. I have to. So, you you guys know, I got a testimony or two for you. So, if you guys, just give me a momento. This one is a guy who, uh, I, I guess he was a Muslim, and uh, he, he, the, the title to this is, I murdered him for Allah, but God raised him up to forgive me. Get your Kleenex, tissue paper, or whatever out, because this one is going to bring tears to your eyes. It is a good one. So, enjoy, guys. Zachariah, he was a nice person. He was a decent person. He was very smart. He was the only Christian in the whole of the school. And I hated him. And because I thought as a Muslim, I must be better than him. But he was better than I. We start to beat him every single day that we come to school. And we agreed on that night, we need to kill him. It was dark, it was uh, cold, and we went ahead of him. And we were five of us, we climbed a tree, and we waited there. And from far away, we saw that a torch coming, and the light became bigger and bigger as it approaches us. And the minute that he just went under the tree, we jumped at him. He was crying, he was screaming, he was shouting. We broke his arm, we broke his leg, he started to bleed. And because he started to scream and begging for help, I put my hand in his mouth so that no noise would come out of Similar when you're slaughtering a sheep, you know, it's just shivering and the others were, were beating him. I felt very proud. You were actually doing something for, for Allah. You know, you want to please him. And suddenly, he could no longer breathe and we could not hear his voice. We left him in the wood between life and death. We went back. You wash yourself. And you pray. And Zechariah never came back. I've never seen him again. I was born and raised up in a very, very fanatic Muslim family. 
when I was a child, my father brought me to a Quran school. I was only eight years old, and my father just dropped me there. They shaved my head. We sat in a circle. The Shaykh sat in the middle of the circle, and he has a very long whip. I was forced to memorize the Quran. Every mistake that you do, this whip will just come right in the middle of your head. You're not allowed to cry. Because in our culture, they tell you, men never cry. I was crying every single night. And they told me, you belong to the Islamic Ummah. And that's why you fight for it. You stay loyal to it. I started to hate people, to hate everybody who's not a Muslim. And I especially used to hate the Jews. So I was preparing myself to go and fight for Allah in the Jihad. But every night I went to bed and when we put the light off, I did not know what will happen with me if I die. My cousin was severely sick. And the doctors, they said he's going to die. They gave him only a couple of days. And when they came to people, they were Coptic Christians. And one of them wanted to greet me. And then I saw he had a cross. And then I pulled my hand back. I said, well, I'm not going to touch a hand with a cross. And then he said to me, we hear that this child is sick. We would like to pray for him. And only out of politeness, I told him, okay, and they started to speak to God like a person that he speaks to his friend. They said, God, please heal this child. The minute that they said, Amen, this child opened his eyes for the first time in four weeks. He started to move his hands. He started to speak. He sat down in his bed and he started to walk. And one of those two persons who prayed sat down with me and he said to me you know what the real miracle is that God wants to change your heart do you believe that Yeshua is alive and I told him yeah because according to the Islamic tradition God took him to heaven and he's alive and he will come back one day and he said to me because he's alive you can speak to him. That changed my entire life. And when I started to read the scripture, nobody needed to convince me to love the Jewish people. The only way for Muslims to start to love the Jews is when they meet Yeshua. I loved my family. I loved my father. I loved my mother and I loved my community. And when I decided to follow Yeshua, my grandfather and my father said to me, you are no longer one of us. They made a funeral. They invited friends and family. They brought a coffin to the cemetery and they said, our son is dead. To be declared dead with no family. I said to God, where are you? I hear this voice, and this voice told me, you know that the grave where your name is written, you know that grave is empty. And guess what? My grave is also empty. 
I went to Egypt for the first time after many years. And I was in a pastoral conference. And one of the Sudanese pastors came to me, it's an elderly man, gray hair. He started to speak to me and he asked me, where did you come from? I told him my story. He started to cry. And then I asked him, why are you crying? And he said to me, do you remember me? My name is Zachariah. And suddenly, I remembered him. The last time I saw him, it was in that dark night. I could hear suddenly the way that he was screaming, even though that was 25 years. Suddenly I started to see his broken arm, broken legs. I started to see the scars which I caused him. I started to be full of shame. I was a bad person, yeah. I was terrible. So Zakaria looked me straight into the eye again and he said to me, yes sir, because you hated me so much. I was always praying for you. He opened his Bible and the minute he opened his Bible, I saw that my name was written in the first page. said to me, even before you start to think about me, I was thinking about you. To love those who hate you, you need someone whose name is Yeshua. The reason that I chose that, guys, is because the story that we just read in the Bible about the Pharisees and how they didn't want to accept Jesus as the Son of God, this guy, if you listen to his story, is much similar. The Muslims don't, don't want to accept that Jesus is the Son of God either. And I really hope I got some Muslim listeners I do. I I really hope I do because, you know, it's the same story. They do not want to accept Jesus as the Son of God. So, um, that is the main reason I played that story, other than the fact that it is the most brilliant testimony that the young man that he thought that they killed in the name of Allah, um, He's seen him 25 years later, and he's still seen the scars that they inflicted upon him. And the young man was a Christian, and his name was Zechariah. And I know you guys heard the story, but I'm just kind of going over it again. And Zechariah opened his book and showed him, I've always prayed for you. He's been, and he opened the book and showed him his name in the book. That was powerful. That was powerful. I mean, it was powerful. And another part of it is when um, he said that he turned Christian and his family had a funeral for him. 
had a whole funeral and said he's dead to them. Literally had a casket and a funeral and everything. You think that's of God? That's not of God. God is love. God is love. Jesus Christ is love. It's a love like like we don't even know. All we can do is try to to love like him and, and walk in his path. You know? So those Pharisees didn't want to accept Jesus. A lot of religions don't want to accept Jesus as the Son of God. And that is the only way to the Father. You will not get to Him any other way. You Muslims, you can pray 50 times a day. You can do what you want to do. And I listen, I know that some there are some Muslim people that are good people. That are really good people. And let me tell you, a lot of good people will go to hell because they don't accept Jesus Christ as the Savior and the Son of God. Yeah. So, you know, they can do whatever it is. They have a strict religion. You heard him say he was at a young age to memorize the whole Quran and all that. Listen, they can do all of that. It, you know, people can bounce around and live in their sin and, and denounce the Bible and say it's not real and so that they can continue on in their sin and so on and so forth. But nothing is going to change the fact. And the fact is this, that Jesus Christ is your Savior. And Jesus Christ died for your sin. And he is the only way, the one and the only way to the Father. You will not get there. Unless you accept him. Reject him and you won't get there. I say that with power. And I say it with love, guys. Because I want to see people get there. And so many people are misled by religion. Yeah. Religion. Do some soul searching, guys. Jesus said, seek me with your whole heart and you will find me. Quit rejecting him and denying him. He will show you what's real. He will. By God, he showed me. He has showed me. So, um, you guys have a good day. Um... And I pray for you all. I love you all. You know, may the good Lord um, lead us all to the truth and the way, which is through Jesus Christ, to the Father. Okay, guys? So, I love you. Be blessed. And until next time. and sinners thank god it's friday thank god for friday
and every other day of the week. Hey guys, I want to share something really powerful. And I have a short testimony that I want to share with you guys. But I have tried to record this podcast. This is now the third time. Okay, so the first time I started recording it, um, somebody kept messaging and messaging. And it just messed up the whole podcast. And so I deleted it and I did another one. It was good. It was a really good one. And then... I was riding down the street trying to listen to it, and somehow I accidentally just deleted it that easily, without even meaning to or looking at it, you know, and there's steps you have to go through to delete something. So what I'm saying, guys, is it is really spiritual warfare out here. God's children, we can see it, we can feel it. It's something in this message that the enemy doesn't want people to hear, but it's okay. It's okay, because guys, here I am again. I'm in the middle of my day. I'm about to go do laundry, and so in between what I'm doing, packing, you know, clothes and getting them prepared for the laundry, in between what I'm doing, I'm doing this podcast for a third time. So guys, I have a very powerful, two very powerful um, audios I want to share with you guys. The first one is David Land. He's, he's on his end times tour he's traveling everywhere uh he's a preacher with christ forgiveness you can look that up on youtube and it's two people that he approached in miami it will amaze you what they're saying so uh, i want to say a quick prayer and i want to get started on the video so in jesus name heavenly father let's bow our heads dear heavenly father we just want to start off by saying thank you Thank you for everything you've given us, Heavenly Father. And Lord, I pray for the saints and your messengers and your prophets and your people who's out here spreading the gospel and your word and preaching to people and getting attacked by demonic entities that are that come in the form of people. And Lord, and, and getting questioned and badgered and condemned. Lord, I just pray that you give us the strength to keep pushing, keep spreading the gospel and keep spreading the word. And Father, forgive Give us when we fall short because we're only human. We're not perfect. Only you were perfect, Jesus. Only you were. And, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the food you've given us to eat, the roofs over our head, our jobs, our health, our cars, our everything, the ability to walk, see, hear, all of it that people take for granted. Lord, we just want to thank you because we have all taken it for granted at some point in our lives. Please forgive us, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for everything. And Father, please forgive us for our sins. And Father, let this podcast, since it was it, it was attempted to be stopped, so many times there must be something really important in it that people need to hear so I just pray that it reach many as possible many as you'll allow in Jesus mighty holy name thank you we love you we appreciate you and we thank you in Jesus name we pray amen okay guys so um I'm gonna go ahead and get this recording started uh, I'm going to step in a couple of times um, and because I want to highlight some parts of this audio, okay? So, um, hold on here. We're going to get this started. We really hope you guys have had a good day. Give me a moment, guys, to get my 
myself together, remember, because I was not going to do this video. Um, I had already done it, actually, so, yeah, uh, I wasn't planning to redo it, so I'm having to find everything that I, I played before, but I'm ready now, guys. <laughs> Here we go. Right, and we are all his children, so I don't know. But we look up to 
wasn't. I mean, I look up to God. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't read the Bible or the Quran. None of that. Yes, I do. Did you ever and, look up um, to your parents? I was raised Baptist. So <laughs> Did you ever Christian. look up to your parents at any point in your life? No. So why? Because they said. Um, they taught me instruction. They told me right from wrong. They made me feel good about myself. And that's why we look up to you. That's not why I do because I look up to God because I feel like He makes me feel the same way. But I, 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 I appreciate Jesus and all the other prophets. I have nothing to say bad about that, but I believe God is the highest and God is the highest. Without God, it's nothing else. And not to talk to God, I do not have to go for a prophet or go for Jesus. I pray straight to God. That's a difference. I want to tell you something. Why, if, if God thought like you thought, then why would He send a prophet? Um, what if I said I am a prophet? If God felt like I thought, if he made up all of us, okay. so I, I we guess, have some of his healing in us, we have some of his healing in us to heal ourselves, you, we have true. all of that. It's true, so. but then why, again, why did God himself send a prophet? For if, a bigger purpose, that's what all of this So is. all I'm trying to say is, God, the God that you say you follow, one God, yeah. the one God sent prophets. No matter what name. So yeah. God thought it was the best thing to send a prophet. Well, no matter, I don't know what he thought, but I know he did it, okay, so no, everything is for okay, a reason, well, a and everything's for a reason. If you don't know purpose. what God thought, then how do you know you so don't know what about God, God thought? You don't know no, what God thought. No, I do, because he left you, the word. No, 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 no. The word, the Bible was written in something that was not even English. None of them words translated to ours is not even accurate. So, it's a story. You read the story, you connect with God yourself, and you get your own message from it. But the story, you think they would let us have, the law, the government would let us have something that really could educate us and really help us? And why are they banning the Bible? Don't leave, don't leave, I'll be right back. What I'm saying is, why is the government fighting the Bible? The Bible's a story. Okay. Connect in. No, but guess, but guess whose story is? Okay. It's his story. Right, and it's been it's passed down story. how many years? And it's it was not story. even written in English. No, but it's so his story. So you tell me the story then. I'll tell you the story. The story is that there's a God who created the heavens and the earth and everybody in it and, and told us one thing obey him, love him, follow him, and trust him. But we chose not to and do our own thing. And he continued to send prophets to tell us to go back to God, but we chose not to. Because so he, prophets, uh, hold on, man, he talk, you talk over me. Hold on, hold on. So he, de so he decided to send his only begotten son, his only begotten son, and his name is Jesus. And Jesus shined the light brighter than every other prophet and person in history because he was the Word of God incarnate. And the Word of God, hold on, the Word of God is God incarnate. Okay. And He showed God because He I was don't God. Jesus hold was on a second. Son. Jesus was the highest you prophet. You said, you said He was His best prophet. That might be why He's looked at as His son because He did the best work. He brought, he brought Him out and talked about Him the best, whatever. That might be why He looked at as His son, but we're all His children. Okay, so, so pause on that thought then. So wait, hold on. So if, he, if He's the best prophet. No, that's what you said. I'm okay. repeating what you said. Are you better than Jesus? No, I'm not. Who is? Nobody. God. No, 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 Nobody listen, but God. Listen, listen, That's listen, what I'm listen, saying. Listen, listen, listen. That's what I said. Right, no, I'm saying that Jesus is the highest prophet. And I don't believe that. So who is? I don't know. I believe we're equal. This is your opinion. Listen to this, though. I ask this, though, right? When I say this, Jesus is the highest prophet. I say this. Jesus is the first man that was noticed. You correct me.
notice to do good to people. He's the same human as me. He get punched, he died, he falls, he cries, he does everything like me. There's no spirit to him. Because you know why? He don't stop He don't stop you from beating the shit out of me. He don't stop him from doing anything to me. He don't stop no one from scamming me. But a person like you can talk me into doing good by telling me to read that Bible. Because everything in that Bible will make you feel good. It will give me a different motivation. It will give me a different stride to do better in that way. But that shit ain't got shit to do with that I got shit to do with spiritual because it's within me. Okay, it's within on. the person hold on. to do the shit in the book. Hold on, hold you know on. I mean? Hold on, So God gotcha, is real, gotcha. but you can, I can be a God. I can talk to, I can meet with, I can move with me and in all 50 of these states, and I am God on this earth, and y'all better respect me like that. I don't have to move water and see it around this mother. All I gotta do is make these people move and be happy about their life in the right way and motivate them in the right way, not killing and robbing people. That is God. I'm gonna... so when people preach, I just say that to say, because when people preach, and you preach to them like the spirit don't jump to you, it don't change. None of that changed. I saw motherfuckers that die every day, but all them motherfuckers can re go, we go to church every day, that can give us a little, it can change the world a little better. But this don't change the world. You want to change the world, you got to get within the people. That don't change the world. I'm a guy, my mother. I can make other people move the right way. I can talk people the right way. That's what God wants, not the book. I so I believe in my God the right way. I don't believe in no book because you know why? It's a Quran. It's a Jewish book. It's, it's too many motherfucking ways to talk about this God. Let me, can I, can I say it's too many ways. Can I, I can, I, hold on, can hold that on. be true? Hold on, let me I'm respond to you. Though. Let me respond That's to you. I'm I saying that you. to say to get you deep. deep I got you, you, man. I'll give you some merit on some of the things you said. Now, one thing that you're saying, but I don't think you're putting in the right way, is that you, you, you talking a different oh, way. No, 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 I get you. you. You can change people. There's a bit of God in you. I agree with you. And that's why you can change people. But what happens when people die? They give their last breath. What comes out of the breath is words. What's written here is words. We read it. Words can change you. I can say something to you that can change you. Your breath is spirit. The word in Hebrew for spirit is breath, is wind. So the wind that comes out of me can speak into your life. And that wind that changed my life is the wind that Jesus spoke into me that's recorded in this word. And that wind came from God. That wind is blowing. And I'm telling you, yes, you can change by my words. But the reason why I'm here to bring you change and that I might affect your life is because God wanted you and me to talk. And so this is a part of God's divine plan. So it is the God of this universe that breathed his wind into me, that's now breathing his wind into you, and it's up to you. It's up to you what you're going to do with this wind. Right, right, but look, 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 now I'll say this. This is what I say, me after me, and you as man to man. You are a great man. I'm the same man as you. You are a great man. You are you are a bond by this Bible. What are you, a Christian? Christian. Okay, you are a Christian man that believe in this Bible. Now I'm going to get a Muslim man with his Quran right here. He ain't going to talk the same shit to me. Okay. Okay, did you guys hear him and the girl? Did you hear him just say I'm more of a God than y'all. I can change people more than y'all. It's all about deceiving. Who can deceive people the most? Let me tell you, people. This guy is no God. This is this is that um, New Age religion. 
yourself. It's all about self and self-esteem, self-building, self-confidence, self, 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 self. I'm not saying it's in anything wrong with having a little bit of confidence, but your confidence should be in God, not yourself. God is not in you. It's too much sin in you. Okay? This is why he had to send his son to save us. Now, once you get saved and start walking your walk for Jesus Christ and living for Jesus and changing your ways and walking away from your sin, then the Lord blesses you with the Holy Spirit. There's only one way to God. If you heard the girl when she said, oh, that Bible's been changed from English to, or, or from another, she didn't even know uh, what it was, but another language to, to this and it, it's not accurate. Listen, she's listening to what she heard someone say. She has no proof or any evidence of what she's saying. She's giving her opinion and she accused David of doing, giving his opinion about Christ being the Savior. And the only way to God. He wasn't giving an opinion. He was giving a fact. She's giving an opinion. She didn't even know what language the Bible was transferred from, which was Hebrew. And if the Bible's so fake, like he said, if the government changed it and did all this, then why are they trying to ban it? My sister, I wish I could have talked to her. Why are they trying to ban it like David asked her? And she skipped over the question. If they changed it, why are they trying to ban it? And she tried to talk around it, and he came back to the question, if you guys heard. And he says, hey, well, okay, why are they trying to ban it? Because they don't want us to know the truth. The truth is in the Bible. The prophecies in the Bible. How many prophecies in this Bible have already been fulfilled? That's all you have to ask yourself, people. Your answers are with God. He will give it to you. Seek me wholeheartedly, and you shall find me. He's not hard to find. He gave us a gift. It's called prayer. But we have to pray through Jesus. We can't pray through Mary. We can't pray straight to God. We can't. But that is what the enemy wants you to believe. Why? It tricks you out of your soul. It deceives you. And many people think like this. It's a new age religion. And it's taking the world for it. It's, it's no church that's going to say, oh, new age religion. It's none of that. It's just trickery out there. And it's new age religion. You got Oprah promoting it and many other. Quit following these celebrities. Many of them have sold their souls. Quit listening to them. Listen to God. Listen to God's messenger. And if you're unsure that that's God's messenger, please pray for that answer. I pray about everyone who comes near me because the Bible also speaks of false prophets. Was that a lie? No. Listen, the Bible prophesied the coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus turned B.C. into A.D. Those are facts. Those are not opinions. My sister. On this video. You have an opinion. We have facts. And the fact is that Daniel prophesied Jesus Christ. Hundreds and hundreds of years before he came. He seen it in a dream. God gave him the prophecy. Okay, that's in my book, people. Please, I don't talk about this much, but please go on Amazon and order it. It's it's called From Hell to Heaven, uh, Guide to Salvation, Arthur Ladon Patton. Please go on there, get the book and read it. You can get it by ebook or you can get it by uh, 
paperback. You can have the book delivered to you. I will have special days where I do giveaways for my books, and or you know I will reduce the price on it um, as a as a bonus or as a special. So yeah, um, but guys, please read it, read it, read it, read it. The, the whole prophecy of Daniel prophesying the Messiah's coming is in there. It's broken down and the Bible is very technical because God doesn't want everybody to know everything. So there's a lot of parables and codes in there. You have to know how to break through that stuff. This young lady, I don't think she's even taken the time to even try. She says she was raised in a Baptist church. Where? I don't, what are they teaching them in church nowadays? This is why Jesus said the churches are not the churches anymore. Well, what are they teaching them? And if you can see her on this video, she's dressed scantily clad. She has a little tank top on. All her skin is showing. Tight, tight pants. And she's walking around. I don't know. Jesus is a prophet. And she has no proof of any of this. But, you know, I am not going to judge her. I'm going to pray for her. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you lead this young lady to the truth. She deserves salvation just like all of us, Father. And we're all here to see to hear the truth even some of us deny it even then they denied it if they seen it with their own eyes and still denied you this is what we face as your servant your messenger but father give us the strength to keep pushing keep testifying keep giving the prophecy keep giving the gospel to people in hopes and pray that they will come to you in Jesus' mighty holy name. So, yeah, guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and play the rest of it, okay? You ain't doing shit because you got a person, you got four people, you got four people that's, 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 it's like a company. You got four people that's talking like you in a different way. You got a priest, you have a truck, you got this, y'all got... Okay, now you hear how this guy is, this is how deceitful religion is. Because he's speaking of Christianity, he's speaking of the Jewish Bible, and he's speaking of the Muslim Quran. And he said, what? how do we know what's the truth? What do we know? All y'all saying the same thing. No, they're not. No, they're not. And then he said he's God, because he, God is in him. And that, listen, this is that new age stuff. It, it really misleads people. And I'm going to play a short a short um, audio for that. Uh, you guys need to open your eyes and know because a lot of Christians, a lot of followers of Jesus Christ are in doing and practicing New Age religion and don't even know it. New Age religion is evil. It's evil and it's sweeping the world. It's like this invisible, uh, deceitful religion. It's there. We know about it. The children of God know about it. The saints know about it. And, and it's hard to try to, to give you the information because it's so deceitful. But if you open your eyes and your heart, you can hear. Okay? This guy, he's just totally, he's trying to confuse the pastor. See, this is what happens. People are so egotistical. They don't even care about the truth. They just care about having the last word or care about uh, they know what they're talking about when nobody else does. That's, you know, proving you wrong or making you look bad. That's that becomes their mission. Instead of taking the word of God and taking it, embracing it, loving it, and coming to Christ. All these two were really concerned about was making the preacher look bad. 
But we pray for them that something makes them come to Christ because it's still hope for them. Okay, hold on, guys. I'm going to finish the video for you.
source is the breath of Jesus who has no sin. I choose to take his breath. And if you're taking Jesus' breath, you'll have life. If you're taking anyone else's breath, you're going to have death. That's all I'm saying. That's the only difference between man to man, man to man. But I'm just saying, all, all I invite you to do is make sure that you're taking the breath of Christ. That's it. That's it. I'm, I would say, but this is what I'm telling you. I'm a man that believe in that same man you believe in. And I walk in with this faith, like y'all say. I just walk with this faith. I don't sin. I cause no sin. Okay, so this man is trying to deceive David instead of inhaling and taking the word. Like, like David Lynn said, if you take the breath of life, you accept Christ. Or do you have sin? Because Christ has no sin. So while you're standing there saying, I'm God, God is in me. No, you're not. You're full of sin. You can the the only way to God is to Christ and forgiveness and repentance. And, and that's the truth. And that's what he's telling him. You know, and he's saying, I don't sin. Well, you just committed lots of sin. And, and the curse word you used throughout the whole video. And then the blaspheme and the, and the questioning God. But again, we pray. We're going to run into this a lot. We pray when none of us are perfect. Only Jesus was not me, not anybody. I'm not perfect. I fall short sometimes people I repent and I get back up and keep fighting and keep pushing that's all we can do okay okay so we're gonna go ahead and finish this out because I'm not in the whole light of the of God you get what I mean I, I chose to be in the valley of the shadows of all that you know what I mean but with the heart and the goal of God on my own end because I understand you make a God. You make yourself a God. That's how he became a God. Because he made himself a God. That's what he stands for. Okay, he said you make yourself a God. That's how he became a God. That's not how Jesus became God. Jesus became God because the Father sent him. The, he, the, he, he comes through the Father. Okay, so he's this man thinks he can make himself a God. You know, you can't. You can't make yourself Jesus. Okay, so none of you fall for that. That's what New Age religion teaches. Okay? That's why I say you. You make yourself a God right now as you walk by these people. You are a God. And these is able to walk with you. They sit here with you and watch you preach. It's a good word. It's going to change with There's too many of these books. Well, like I said, yeah. different breath, but I, I different breath in different And I gave some of that for y'all camera to y'all YouTube. Y'all can have a deep conversation, man. I'm from California. You know what I mean? It's a good man. He's a good man behind the camera, man. Listen to the word, man. Of all gods. You feel me? All right. Take care, man. All right. Yeah. You know what? Some people just don't want to listen. And you can do the best you can. Share a little bit of the word. Actually, I can't say that they're not listening. I don't know their heart. I don't know, um, you know, at the end of the day. But sometimes you just got to know when to end the conversation. Let them be right. Because everything you say is just not listening. But the seeds are planted. We answer the questions. That's all you can do. Okay, like he said, 
You know, some people, they listening, but they're not. They, they hear what they want to hear. He said, you know, you can only tell them what you can tell them and, and go from there. And that's all we can do, guys. We can pray for them and we can keep going. You're not going to be able to convince everyone. You're not going to be able to, to get everyone, uh, you know, into the true doctrine of Christ. And we know that, but we, we are out here. We can just get one person. It's, it's, it's beautiful, you know. So, okay, guys, I want you to hear this short video of New Age Religion, okay? Because you you guys need to know what's going on. You guys need to know that it's deceitful out here. And if you're not careful, you'll get caught up in it and don't even know it. I was. So, yeah, just, just be careful, guys. Okay, listen to this one. This is Truth Unite, Truth Unedited, I'm sorry. Truth Unedited, you can find it on YouTube as well. Uh, good stuff on here. Um, the guy, Ron, he really does his research, and that's what I mean. People have to do their research as well as pray. Okay, it all works together. Okay, listen, guys. I loved Jesus, but I was disgusted with myself. I couldn't stand who I was. I had eating disorders, body image issues. I was willing to compromise myself with men to get love because I had so much pain inside and I didn't know it. And so I was willing to compromise myself in so many ways to try to get my emotional needs met. I dealt with a ton of self-hatred. I used to eat a ton of food and then I would throw up after meals and I kept it hidden. And I had a ton of performance-based ministry, performance-based Christianity. The way I related to God was I thought that I had to do everything right in order for Him to like me and love me. And the thing is, when we started working through these pains because it affected the way that we dated, we couldn't find help in the church with counselors, with people that we actually trusted. I felt like we had gone on a journey to get healing but didn't know where to go. And what worked the most was trying to pray things away or to just think differently or believe differently. And there's a lot of value in that. But what I noticed is I would apply, 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 and then my pain would still come up and my cycles in my life would still happen. And I hit this point where I felt so powerless. I just was like, I've done all of the ministry school. I've read so many books. I feel connected to myself. God has walked me through inner healing. I didn't know what was missing and I didn't know how to get out of my cycle of pain that felt like it kept taking me out and attracting these men into my life that I didn't want to be with and my circumstances were reflecting what was happening in my inner world and I didn't know how to get out of it. Yeah, our friend William Paul Young, he once told us that he spent the last 50 years trying to take the face of his dad off of God's face. And essentially what we've done over the last 10 years of our own okay. process Sorry, guys, is we've sought is out okay. counsel. Sorry guys, that was an ad. So, here we go. The religious movement will be the religion of the Antichrist in the New World Order. This is the most simplest understanding to have on this subject. It is religion that leads to worship of the Antichrist, the beast of revelations, the abomination of desolation. Though most today do not fully realize it, the roots of the New Age stem from Eastern religions and of course the occult. The New Age movement does not come in the form of traditional doctrine as, say, Christianity, Islam, or Judaism. There's no unified beliefs or practices. They typically do not label their churches as New Age. You do not find an official leader such as the Pope for Catholics. They do not have an actual structure of an organization. What they do have is a massive network of groups that all work towards one desired goal. This goal actually fulfilling prophecy that the Lord gave us through Daniel and the Apostle John in Revelations. Their main goal is to bring 
blatantly blasphemes the doctrine of Judeo-Christian beliefs. This blaspheme sometimes is very direct, but a lot of it is very subtle. So subtle that if one does not put on their full armor of God, they may be swayed by this philosophy. It comes wrapped up in a package of self-help, self-esteem, and self-reliance. This package often presented and sold by figures that many aspire to be like or achieve the same successes. Through all of this, a major idea, thought, and belief is generated in one's life. Through our media, education system, entertainment, and other influences other than the Holy Bible, these ideas, thoughts, and beliefs become a new doctrine of our lives. We never realize that we may have replaced some core traditional value that we should have held on to. Oftentimes, this core traditional value is trust and reliance in God and not in ourselves. New Age doctrine is enlightenment, illumination, reaching a higher consciousness, being the best you that you can be. All of that sounds great and harmless to the trusted general public. Why shouldn't we want to be the best person we can be? Why wouldn't we want to reach a higher level? strive to understand how to be better. Through this new age doctrine of self-help, self-esteem, and self-reliance, we replace God with ourselves. We put the burden of success, peace, love, and happiness on ourselves, slowly but surely releasing our reliance on God. We are now gods, and our mission is to obtain a higher level of consciousness. It is often referred to as Christ consciousness. The blasphemy that is that Jesus was not the son of God and just a prophet that had a message. They claim he was able to do all of his miracles because he reached the top level of consciousness. Only the Christ, Lord Maitreya, will return and teach us all how to get there. This is blasphemy. The point is that this is what self-help and new age doctrine leads to. When you hear it, it does not sound like religion, just a way of thought. How to change your thinking in order to obtain success and have better relations. New Age is not just a thought that people subscribe to. It is the sum of thoughts that people subscribe to. It is a religion for the New Age which is prophesied but yet to come. The same general beliefs are practiced by witches, Freemasons, pagans, Satanists, Eureka Priestess, Baha'i, Christian Science, Udini Churches, and many more. There are degrees into how dark they are or how much actualization of worship of Satan they actually have. But it is the same general belief of reaching a higher consciousness. Whenever you hear someone refer to spirituality, if they are not speaking of the Holy Spirit, they are referring to New Age beliefs. And you must be mindful and wary of this. This thought is like a cancer that will grow in your mind, that will guide your path and take God out of the driver's seat. Beware. Hey, you heard that a lot of these practices are practices that pagans practice, which is Satanists, warlocks, um, the dark world, you know, and they come off like, oh, it's positive thinking and energy, and listen, it's God, it's God first, guys, God first before everything, God first, we have to put all our trust in Him, 
You know, Jesus says something in Matthew 24. In my book, I do a, a Bible study on Matthew 24. And so I was able to go through each verse and really listen to it. And it was amazing because I believe the rapture that is explained in Matthew 24. And that's my belief. That's how I uh, took it in and, and understood it. But he said something else. In his second coming, there will be many people weeping and gnashing their teeth but it will be too late once that trumpet sounds off it'll be too late and this is why I say God gave everyone free choice and free will as long as you know the consequences Christ said you're either for me or against me what do you guys ask yourself are you for Christ or are you against him I pray in Jesus' name, God protection and God blesses your day. I love you all, and so does Jesus. Bye-bye, everyone.